Why did you make me do that? Look at me. Focus on my voice. I'm not giving up on you, Jean. She was my friend. You're my family, Jean. Stop. No matter what. Stop. Stop. And if you stop fighting that force inside you, if you embrace it, you will possess the very power of a god. She'll kill us all. this Charles tell me what to do I don't know what to do welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University I am your professor Mario Rivera and joining me is the marvelous doctoral student slide clone MC who has a bachelor's in the MCU a master's in the multiverse and is going for their dissertation in Marvel studies Sly how are you doing I am doing great. I'm so excited to be here with you today talking about of course the hit uh, X-Men movie that I've never heard of before we did the show. Uh, Dark Phoenix 2019. Uh, yeah, it's as you joke, yes, this is they did make another X-Men movie and it was in fact another another version of the Dark Phoenix saga. But uh, I do want to say uh, before we close up, I would know we have technically one more X-Men movie that we will be talking mm -hmm. about. But this is like the official like end of these characters that we're talking about as a whole. Um, specifically, our X Men, you know, Professor Xavier School of uh, of uh, Misfits and Outcasts, or whatever the hell the name of the school's called. I forgot what it was called. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Gifted they... youngsters. I don't Gifted know. Gifted youngsters. That's what it was. Is that really it? it wow! Is. Look it, at me. It though. is. It is Gifted youngsters. Um, but I was like, ah, fuck it. They rename it at the end of the movie anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they rename it a million times. It's fine. That's fine. But uh, yes, that you are absolutely correct. We are talking about X Men: Dark Phoenix. This, which of course came out in 2019, which feels is so long ago, but really is not that long ago. It's it feels simultaneously yeah. like last year and also like a lifetime ago. That's right, because we had those two years that just were zapped away from us, and now we're exactly. just in a weird gap year <laughs> where all of a sudden there's a sequel to another okay it doesn't matter but yes here we are we are we are talking of course yes uh dark phoenix uh we're gonna go ahead and just go on right into our first class which of course is history class where we talk about some of the details and that of course is that this movie is directed by simon kinberg who uh at this moment actually i think didn't direct really anything i, I tried to look up like his IMDb. i think this is his first and only movie i want to double check for hmm. that real quick but i was like kind of he's been mostly a producer which I found okay. fascinating uh, as when I go to look to IMDb and see like all the credits, he's produced like quite a few, few things. Um, but ultimately this is like one of the first times that, yeah, he's got to step out and uh, be, you know, the lead person on, on a, on a project. Uh, he of course produced uh, Logan, Fantastic Four. Uh, that's Fantastic that one. Ben Forstick. Ben Forstick um, yeah. and some of the other X-Men movies, but this is the first time him stepping up and of course being the director, which is, 
Pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to look to see if these have done anything else since this, but basically, yeah, this movie. Um, from there, of course, he also took writing responsibilities, which I also find that very interesting. The studio right. is still Fox Studios. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, the logo still says Fox Studios on it, which I think might be the last time we see that. So rest in peace, Fox Studios logo. Um, you will be missed. Instead, we'll be seeing <laughs> 21st Century is the new logo. Which, you know, that's always been the title, but we've shortened it down to Fox Studios. This movie, of course, stars Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence, Sophie Turner, Nicholas Holt, Evan Peters, Jessica Chastain, and a lot of other superfluous characters that are also in the mix there. Um, of course, my boy Cyclops is in there, too, but, you know, we'll get there later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, where can you stream this movie? Thank God it's on Disney+. Plus. I want to thank Disney+, Plus for putting all these extended <laughs> X-Men movies on one platform that was easy and accessible. So thank you for that. Um, so if you need to watch any of them, and I think majority of them are all in 4K as well. So definitely, if you are uh, people that like watching in the highest quality, it's also great there. But last, we're going to go ahead and move into the plot. Uh, of course, we, we don't have a guest slide, so we have you re-entering our plot. We have an, an, I did, a, another favorite, a returning favorite. Yeah, I did check who wrote the plot, but I have not read the plot. So yes. this will be a cold read. Yes. We love to do that here. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, almost one long and peaceful decade after the nearly disastrous events in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, that's when that takes place. I was wondering what the time frame was on this movie. That was one of the questions. We'll get to them. There's more. Uh, okay. Uh, nearly disastrous events in X-Men Apocalypse 2016. Professor Charles Xavier's X-Men enjoy a mutually beneficial pact with the humans, undertaking increasingly dangerous business as the Earth's valiant protectors. However, during a risky, NAS risky NASA crisis in 1992, Jean Grey is imbued with an unfathomable cosmic force, and even though she should be dead, this inexhaustible but uncontrollable energy enhances her already formidable abilities, transforming her into an all-powerful being. More and more, Jean's otherworldly powers become unpredictable and destructive, posing a direct threat not only to herself and her companions, but also to the entire world. Dun dun dun. Is humankind prepared for the rise of the Dark Phoenix? Thank you, Nick Reganis, and all of your superfluous word choices for your lovely plot recap. So, so wonderfully wordy and gets you right to the point, isn't it? It leaves you off with a question. So there we go, Always. which I also love. So again, thank you, uh, Nick. If I find that you've done, I love that your spare time, you've just been writing synopses for at least X-Men movies. I think you did the Spider-Man one too, if I was thinking. I don't know. I got I to gotta look in to see like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing these days? Deep dive on their IMDb page. Yeah, are you still active? Are you, did you do Mobius? I really want to know. So we'll find out as we get there. But of course, the comic book <laughs> characters that we have in this one, this is a, there's a lot of them, but I'll start with Professor X, Magneto, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Mystique, Storm, Beast, Quicksilver. And then there's a few other spe specific ones that I don't know who they are. There's not, oh, Dazzler. Dazzler shows up. <laughs> that's the one oh. that I've been most excited about. Um, and that, yeah, that's about, that's about a small sum of them. This is actually, 
I say there's a lot of characters. This is probably the one where it's been the most manageable of how many people are there since like first class. But uh, mm-hmm. otherwise, uh, that is our, our count of characters. We're going to go ahead and move on straight into talking about this. We've talked a lot about all these X-Men films. We're going to go right into the Stanley Seminar and really talk about the final one in a lot of ways. Um, Sly, what are your thoughts? Because you didn't even know this movie existed until obviously we started doing this show. What is your thoughts on the final chapter for our X-Men characters? Yeah. So I had low expectations because, again, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. Everybody I know who, like, enjoys X-Men, at least casually, like, hasn't seen this movie, right? Like, so I I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I had a blast. I thought it was pretty solid. Like, I enjoyed it. Right? Um, but I do have like a million questions. <laughs> I don't all know right. if you'll be able to answer all of them. I'll, tr- I'll try my best. Um, but okay, let's start off with the timeline of this movie. Oh, oh God! Because okay. according to <laughs> yeah, according to this plot, it's a decade after X Men Apocalypse. Yes, when we get the NASA. See, okay. Yes. Um, I could be wrong, but didn't we see the like uh origin story of the Phoenix Force at the end of X Men Apocalypse? You are not wrong. We did. Okay. Cool. And I did. I did. <laughs> Glad well, we're on the same page there. <laughs> no, no, you absolutely did. It came out of uh Jean Grey, just like it does in the mm-hmm. uh, original Last Stand movie. Where it seemed to be already had been there uh-huh. this whole entire time. However, yeah. <laughs> when I um, was looking at, you know, <laughs> infor- on that. We, when I looked at information, uh, basically Simon Kenberg mm-hmm. was like, yeah, whatever. We're going to disregard <laughs> the end of the last one because we wanted cool. to make it great. They wanted to be closer to the comic books, which it is a force from space, it is a okay. cosmic force. So good on them for at least tr- attempting. But still finding a way to fucking circumvent their own continuity, which I do want to point out immediately. You pointed out that this movie takes place in 1992. Uh-huh. And do you remember when First Class took place? <laughs> the 70s? 60, 60, 60, 68 or something like that, right? Ish. Right? Ish? Yeah, okay. And then we're going to yeah. say, we're going to say, uh, First class. I'm sorry. Uh, Days of Future Past technically is in the 70s. Oh, that was yes. 70s. And yeah. then we have Apocalypse, uh-huh, right. which is 80s. So theoretically 82, because uh-huh. this says 10 years okay. later. Okay, I guess. And yeah, then this sure. is 92. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow, these people age so gracefully. So gracefully. <laughs> Just fucking immaculate. <laughs> now, granted. And I mean, like, for Raven, that makes sense. Yes. But everybody else. Everyone else is a little <laughs> sus. Been 40 years? Yeah, 40 years. By the way, to keep in context, to keep in context, this ends in 92 and James McAvoy is Professor Xavier. In 1999, he looks like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> oh, you're so right. He does. So. <laughs> so it's like, 
what it, six years it was a tough winter of six years <laughs> they just aged dramatically and then we're talking not only that but michael fassbender obviously gene gray and um gene gray's alive later <laughs> yeah <laughs> by the time we get that story um uh-huh. yeah there's a lot there's a lot so i know we i used to have a thing where i would actually like pull up the uh the scene here. I don't even know if I still have it up. I, I have not filled this in since the, since I've last looked at that. But basically, the whole timeline's fucked. No matter how much yeah. I make a fake timeline bracket thing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And at this point, who cares? At this who point, cares? you know what? I'm on my adventure with Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy. And I think, you know what? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. They're the only yeah. gay couple that I want to follow throughout this whole movie anyways. So. I love them so much. I scr- we'll get to it. I screamed when Eric appeared on my screen for the first time in this movie. I was so here for it. Um, Alright, I have more questions. Yes. Though. The second one is the aliens. Yeah. Who the fuck are they? Because at first, uh-huh. I was like, that looks like Groot. I don't know what species Groot is, but I'm like, maybe that's it. And then immediately I was like, no, they're shape shifting. And then I was like, scrolls. And then I was like, no, that's a disrespect to the scrolls. We love the scrolls. I am a scroll stan in this household. Um, oh, so, do we know what these aliens are? So, uh, <laughs> they're movie made. Okay. There cool. are there are aliens. I mean, I'll I'll double check if there are a version of these in the comic books, but these are not the normal. Uh, these are not the the aliens that I looked up earlier. Uh, yeah. So when I type okay. in VUK, which is their name, the Volk, all I get is the movie. I don't get anything else. So they're 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 all basically right. a, a, a a a movie specific thing, but they're supposed to be from these. Uh, Aliens and the, specifically a force that's in in um, that is, I don't want to say it, in in the Earth um, in space called the Shi'ar. Uh-huh. They're like a whole like okay. race of people. They're like a whole bunch of characters. Like Liara, who's like the leader of like the Shi'ar, is like a love interest of Professor X at one point. Like it's kind of hot, okay. and like they do things together. <laughs> but like love that for them. <laughs> Essentially, the the whole uh, whole story, if I'm not mistaken, is that like something goes on with like the Hellfire Club, which we was introduced okay. in the first movie, and then with Emma, with Emma Frost. Emma Frost and all them. So like all those guys, and then basically they had something to do with the Phoenix uh, or Jean Grey becoming the Dark Phoenix. Basically, like a force okay. comes from the sky and becomes her, and she's got cooler powers, mm-hmm. but then she becomes evil. Like that whole storyline is still true, and then. I think the the Shi'ar are supposed to come in to help them. So that's that's essentially the my knowledge of the story. I'm not very well versed in the Dark Phoenix saga, only because I find that's fair. I do find a lot of older Marvel stories a little inaccessible, when in terms of reading them. Um, and mm-hmm. so the Dark Phoenix saga kind of, in my opinion, fits in that that vein. So my only knowledge comes from like the Last Stand in this movie. But uh, or the X Men animated series apparently did a couple versions of this as well, but also never fully like Dark Phoenix is just not my thing. So, bef- my understanding, aliens are involved. It is a cosmic force. Uh, the only time that I remember actually, and I think you actually said this too, where like the the Phoenix saga, where like <laughs> Cyclops also became the Phoenix at one point, and that was cool. 
Um, that happened. Uh, I think Maya Lopez had it at some point yes. as well. Echo. Yes. There's so That's many- all I know. I haven't actually read it, but I just remember seeing her pop up in the. I remember there was a Phoenix there was a storyline was called like the Phoenix Force Five, and I was like, that's a dope ass name. Ooh, and it was like five different people out of the, the power. Um, but that, that's getting into the weeds. But essentially, yes, there are aliens involved in the story, and this is with them loosely adapting it. Basically, is like ambiguous aliens, ambiguous aliens, All which right. is literally what they are. <laughs> <laughs> My follow up question was uh, uh, the VUK. I don't know if they ever said that name out loud. Is that the lady's name or the like alien species in general or both i <laughs> i just watched the movie and i can't tell you i'm not cool, even sure great. i'm Let's looking up Ch- jessica chastain's name nope actually that's her name her name is volk okay so if her name is volk and i'm trying to look at anyone else on the other team that had her i don't see any of the other I don't. I just seen. Yeah, I don't see any other people labeled here. I guess we're gonna just say her, but at the same time, I also want to say everyone is Volk. I don't fucking know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems. It just. I don't know. It seems vague. Who knows? At best. Cool. Great. Love that. Yes. Um. What else do I have written here? Oh, okay. This movie was so fun to me because, um. I don't know how much you'll hate me after this. Uh, Charles Xavier as a character has never been my favorite. Sure. I And I think he's like, I think he's really interesting as a character because uh, he's like such a deeply flawed person. Yes. And has like this strong sense of like, I am correct and my way is the only moral way. And that's really interesting, especially when you're comparing it to all of the antagonists he's gone up against, who often are very sympathetic. Not always, but often. Um, And I think this movie just does such a great job of showing a Charles that is so deeply flawed as an individual. And because of that is such an compelling character like you're like so invested in what story they're telling with him because you're like wow dude you're so in the wrong for like almost all of this movie (laughs) like you are the biggest threat here because you think your way is right so i'll follow that up and give my thoughts of the movie um i remember watching this movie in theaters and was just bored by it i just didn't care Mm -hmm. whatever just this, this is how we're ending this. You know, please give the rights back to Marvel, blah, 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 blah. Like, I was caught up yeah. in all of that. That's that's essentially what my thinking was. And and that's what the lesson of this show is, basically going back and revisiting thing and separating myself from that and just enjoying it for what it was. I ended up really liking it a little bit. <laughs> for the yeah. most, uh, so Just because of the character moments and because we've gotten to know these characters over the course of all of these movies – and we throw silly things about the timeline, and we throw the fact that the the villains in here are very nonsensical, and they could probably <laughs> yeah. not be in this movie, and would totally be okay. Because I love the idea, like, you're right. It's like, even though Professor X is, like, the good guy, he is yeah. probably the biggest villain in the movie, for the most part. <laughs> Obviously, Dark Phoenix does some shit, but she does some shit just because of all the things that she's been impacted by. And that mm-hmm. alone, I, I, I found sympathy for both the characters in a lot of ways. So, yeah, yeah. it's funny you, you you bring that up. I um I, I ended up really 
falling for the story of like, oh yeah, the professor is this person that we've seen as, especially the Pacific, um, the, sorry, Pacific, the Patrick Stewart version, um, where uh -huh. we're just like, you know, he's just the, the lead person, the warmth person, the person they go to, the Wolverine, like he's for guidance and stuff like that. And then Logan got to tell the story of him, like, just like falling apart. This was a great yeah. version of it. Of And then we got that a little bit also in the um, Days of Future Past. So I don't want to fully like say this movie, uh, you know, was like pushing it. But definitely there was hints there. And I think it carried on through here. Of, like even at his like peak, I am not Professor X. He's still fallible in a lot of ways. And I feel like this movie does a great job of breaking that down, breaking that character down. All the way up to the final mm -hmm. moment of like where he has to finally give in and say like yeah i am wrong reckon I, with that. exactly yeah. and i think that was actually that's what made me like the movie a lot more um was those character moments and interactions and his narrative throughout this yeah. film was so interesting because we start with like the gift pen analogy yes. that was so excellent the like you can create something beautiful or you can stab somebody's eye out with this it's how you use it whatever like that was so powerful and then we see this movie where he is like so deeply fallible the whole way through and at the end him reckoning with that yes. like that was so strong to compare that like opening scene with where he ends uh and like i feel that way about so many of the characters mm -hmm. not all of them um you know r.i.p raven that one was hard for me. That hurt a little bit. I was not prepared for it. That, man, that just screamed like, I'm done of this shit. I don't want to wear blue no more. Fucking kill me. <laughs> and that just breaks my heart because, like, I get that that was the motivation for, like, Hank leaving or whatever. Yes. But, like, I really just wanted to see her retire and leave and learn how to like live with and appreciate humans. Yeah. And she never got that. And that, that no. broke my heart a little bit, it but it made for too. a compelling story. So <laughs> it, what can you do? It, it got Hank to want to commit murder. Which, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that for uh -huh. a second. Let's talk about All that. All right. I love the fact that, yes, the whole th thread is, uh, you know, something's going on with Dark... Uh, sorry, I keep calling her Dark Phoenix. She's Jean Grey. Jean, something's going on with Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she commits this one thing that we know that she's unstable for, and it's really awful and really bloody, by the way. The, the way they show it, really graphic. Um, but I love that a man of science is just immediately like, no, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to go <laughs> find Magneto, and we're both going to fucking kill you. Because <laughs> he's the only <laughs> other person that I know... That would absolutely just drop everything and like fucking want to kill you. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. That it's. It, I thought it was a little, yeah. s a little silly, but I was like, all right, we gotta have a reason why this conflict. Yeah, but I think it was really cool to see Hank, who has always been, you know, the put together man yes. of science. Like I am the support. Uh, have this breaking moment. Yeah, and him going like. The only other person who understands my need for vengeance is Eric. Yes. And so I'm going to him because I know he loved Raven yes. like I loved her. And that was just really cool. Also, it meant we got to see more Eric in this movie. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I did. Uh, there's a, a group chat I'm in who 
while I was in the middle of watching this movie <laughs> earlier, I did text, I'm an Eric Lencher stand first and a person second. <laughs> so uh, I was having a great time personally with this film. <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about that. What so after the events of uh, Apocalypse, where he seemingly joined up with, uh, I guess with P- Professor X, if I'm not mistaken, or at least I had some conversation of just yeah. like that are helping run this thing together. What were your thoughts of him actually running his own sort of like commune, um, we're, country, we're, country, which. <laughs> They don't <laughs> specify what that is or where it is, but like, is that it was given like um, reservation vibes? Yes, it was definitely from the way the military was talking about it. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, how that got approved, especially knowing they know that he's there. Like, <laughs> they don't really explain that. Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't. Uh huh. He did kind of help a try to kill the president once. B. <laughs> <laughs> cause the world to possibly end we all have have moments (laughs) which is why i'm like oh he killed raven i've i've done that before you know like something you know something like not immediately like i gotta fucking kill her um which is fine yeah i i thought that was really cool um genosha is genosha is 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 that they actually said in the movie because i don't remember them saying i Okay, I'll be real honest. I had no idea. I wrote in my notes, Brotherhood Camp question uh, mark. And then I did immediately open up uh, AO3 after I finished this film and searched for post Dark Phoenix fan fiction. And they all called it Genosha. Okay. That's that could. No, no, Genosha is a thing in the comics. Savage Land was another option. And then, like. uh metroid m but these are all things that like he's had home bases in so this makes sense that this would be genosha or at least a a haven for um for mutants so that that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but what are your thoughts of him actually sort of like seemingly just creating a community which i I thought was lovely actually to be honest with you like they have like this whole like culture over there I, I love that. I love that for him. I think Eric is a character we've seen over every iteration has such a strong sense of justice. And while that has been like very flawed when he's put in the antagonist perspective, he's yeah. always been such a sympathetic antagonist. And every iteration of his character has struck shown such strong like leadership and community and he just wants a family. Like every time he tries to make a family, people take it away from him. And so for him to become a leader of this like I don't know, commune reservation. I don't know. It makes sense to me. I bought it one hundred percent. You're absolutely I like, right. I didn't even thought about that. He's had the Brotherhood of Mutants from the original series. He's had the new Brotherhood that was after First Class. And then, he, and then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had his actual family. <laughs> Give the man a family. This man wants a family, Charles. Uh, yes. No, I, I, Charles, give your boyfriend a family. God damn it. God damn it, Charles. Stop playing chess. Uh, <laughs> I, I love my, I like my fast runner. Uh, I, uh, I want to give him his followers for both this movie, but also I think this, his entire uh, attachment to the character of Magneto, adding so much to it, what, uh, you know, Ian McKellen had already added from the original set of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does a wonderful job portraying that character as a sympathetic 
menacing as all hell. And um, you almost want to root for him in a lot of ways. And so... Oh, I am rooting. Oh, absolutely. You have a I Stand With... (laughs) (laughs) I Stand With That Mito t-shirt. Just as much as I have the I I Stand With Cyclops t-shirt, which... I have that T-shirt actually in uh, Midnight Suns, which is great. And it's it's love. uh, Or was it say says Cyclops wasn't wrong or something? It doesn't matter. It's hilarious. But um, but yeah, no, I I love everything that he does in this movie, just because of he's just great. (laughs) He's just great to watch whenever he's on screen. That that first scene with Gene, where he is like, you know, he he knows exactly what she's going through and for her to seek him out and for her to, you know, react poorly yes. when the military shows up, which I mean, valid, valid. I would too. Yes. I love the scene. Um, I love the scene when he's like doing this and then the military yeah. guy's like, stop, stop doing it. It's like, it's not me. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not me. I'm trying to save you right now. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Which growth. Yes, absolutely. Love to see it. Absolutely, because he would have just killed them all. <laughs> so he's just like, get in your helicopters. <laughs> no, he would have. That, no, that is absolutely growth. So I do love that. I do love the little push he gives them. <laughs> no, <laughs> he does. Little, little boost. Just a little boost. Like, here you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I very much love uh, everything that he, of course, contributes to the movie for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, this movie is titled The Dark Phoenix. We got a uh-huh. little bit yeah. of Sophie Turner's Jean Grey in the last movie. What are your thoughts of them being sort of the forefront of this story and um, their character overall um, now that we've seen two pretty different variations of the character? Yeah, I think this is the stronger Jean Grey. <laughs> um, just because I feel like they give her so much more to work with. Sure. Like, I think like that's definitely more of a commentary on the writing than the performance by yeah. all means um but yeah i think she did make some really interesting choices with like the character arc throughout this film of like you know her in the like the the space scene mm-hmm. where she's like i can i can do this like very confident very like uh, capable in her powers to her getting wasted and uh, losing control <laughs> and that being like the first like oh shit something like really happened that we have to worry about um and that shift was really well played i think mm-hmm. uh i especially with that leading into like all of the Charles mind wall yes shit yes um which there there are fun interesting interesting things that I did see um in this version compared to the other one where I think it's um who is she doing it to she's doing this I think she's doing it to Professor X she's doing it to something but it's like melting away there's a scene where like oh no is it oh, like, where, like the walls melt but it was like they, their body like I forgot who it was where it was like their hands were melting away, kind of like how she dusts him in the first movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember who she's... She's not doing it to Charles. She's doing it to someone else, but it was very similar, the same effect, and I like I like that little crossover that they had with it. But um, mm-hmm. I will say, I, I do enjoy this version of the character better in terms of how dark they get, because it's not necessarily mm-hmm. they're dark because they're evil. It's dark because they're just misunderstood, and there's so much power being driven through them, 
And I feel I think that's mm-hmm. more interesting than just I'm bad now. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoy that this character is somebody who had a tragic thing happen to them. Yes. And now has this power that they lose control over when they are in heightened emotions and everything about what's happening is heightened emotions and it's just this like cyclical nature uh, nature of getting like stronger and stronger powers yes. until we get to that like the epic battle which yes. I would love to dissect what we'll get to that yeah uh but like the this character isn't like an antagonist i would say isn't like a villain a villain yeah i think she's really the victim of this story like she had this thing happen to her she can't control it and doesn't know why and is trying to figure out how to control it and just happens to you know murder a lot of people along the way no i i 100 percent agree with you it's almost like um in a lot of ways it's like the frankenstein monster where the frankenstein monster is only a victim of a circumstance because he was created and not necessarily mm-hmm. something that he chose to do um and therefore he doesn't know any better um in this instance it's um, it's all of this being held back from her it's all this being put upon her with the power um which i i do find that interesting and i think does add to the character for sure um but yeah I, think I will say visually mm-hmm. the car crash mm-hmm. with the dad being very obviously alive i thought was a goof <laughs> and the way that that played as me believing yes. like that dude's just like the actor's like fidgeting or whatever yeah and i totally believed that he was actually dead until we got the reveal so i thought that was really funny no, to that's, me that's good <laughs> I was actually surprised to see that actor that plays the father uh, because I don't I didn't know him from when I watched the movie in 2019, but he's actually one of the antagonists in the Last of Us TV show, and so oh, to, to see him pop up again, I was like, oh shit, okay, so <laughs> okay, you both you, we love a crossover. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, okay, going through those are the major players. I would say they're in the character. We did talk about the bad guys, but let's be honest, there's not a lot going on. I do want to go at least to the set pieces in this movie because there's actually some interesting mm-hmm. areas that we go to, including space. We go to space in this movie. Um, we sure do. Sure do. Uh, we take, and apparently the fucking Blackbird can go into space, which uh, I, in 1992, sure. te- technology. All right, great. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and can come back. <laughs> that was the part that I was like, wait, it came back? It landed? Okay, sure. Whatever you say. Sure. They didn't show it. <laughs> they just were back. Um, but uh, ultimately, what do you think of that first opening set piece as like this? The X-Men are now the heroes of the world. Like these are heroes for for us. Um, what do you thought about that specifically? The freaking president with an X phone. Yeah. That was cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a lot of questions about the logistics of the X plane in space. Yes. But it's fine. Um, and I also had a lot of questions on the logistics of uh, as the shuttle was breaking apart <laughs> and they were in it. Yeah. Uh, like, especially Jean was just in it, holding it together. Yeah. How is she breathing? Who knows? 
I just I tried to wave that off. Uh, but I did. I had to suspend some major disbelief that whole thing. It gave me. <laughs> KB Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, where like you could just be out there for a minute, just icing up, and then all of a sudden, you know, just yeah. a little breath of air. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was pretty silly. I did love though, uh, Peter rapping, uh, of course, the <laughs> duct tape around yeah. the helmet. Uh huh. That um, was great. That was a great moment. Yeah, it's a great use of Peter uh, because we don't really get much uh, in this movie, which I guess we could talk about a little briefly here. Uh, we still have Quicksilver. He's in this movie. He doesn't get uh, his iconic, like, music thing, which... Oh, we did not get a music scene from him. No. Um, I also was like, how's that familial relations going? Because uh, I don't think we ever saw him in <laughs> Eric interact. No! We didn't! Not even a little bit! <laughs> not even a little bit! No. So, um... I guess we could say that didn't go over well. No, no. We get the one moment where he runs up the boards, and then, of course, uh, she tricks him, he runs and breaks himself, and then he's gone for the rest of the movie, which I don't know if that was like, I'm also tired of this shit, or it was, I have to do 500 seasons of American Horror Story. Like, I'm not sure. I don't know what Ryan Murphy has on that guy. Um but ultimately, yeah, he, he is just sort of like a miss in this in this movie. And that's kind of sad because he's he's been a, a favorite of mine for the last um, several several movies. But, you know, poor boy. Poor, poor boy. Uh, <laughs> ran and hurt his foot. I don't know. Ouch. Yeah. Um, the next major set piece, um, which obviously would be the running of uh, or the Jean Grey um, battling the X-Men. What do you think of the X-Men suits this time around? Because this is the first time that we've seen them like, in a synchronized thing since like First Class and uh, the original series. What did you think of the suits? I kind of fucking adore these suits. <laughs> they look like onesies. <laughs> I, I thought the pants looked very nice on everybody. Yeah. Um... We got a little booty. That was fun. Uh, and I thought that, like, the tops weren't, like... It felt like it was, like, paying homage mm-hmm. to, like, the classic, like, blue and yellow or whatever. But it wasn't, like, over the top. I thought they were, they were like, understated, but in a good way. Yeah, I think there are semi... Um, a reference to, I think, Grant Morrison or the Grant Morrison run where the look of the X-Men kind of had that just that that giant yellow X and stuff like that, which I find mm-hmm. that very cool. However, your last movie teased awesome costumes that we didn't get and Damn. that hurt so bad because mm-hmm. uh, I would really have loved for that to, to actually been a thing. But no, they, uh, they chose not to do that, which, you know, sad for me. Um, I feel like they just said, X-Men Apocalypse, haven't heard of it, and just decided to do whatever the hell they wanted, uh, um, which is a choice. I don't yeah. know if it's my favorite choice, but it's the one they made, and they stuck to it. <laughs> they sure did. They gave us a budget, and uh, <laughs> it made no money back. Um, so... Oof. Then from there, I would say the Manhattan, which, hey, X-Men in, uh, in New York. That was cool. And a street set. That was clearly a street set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I freaking adored that fight. Yeah. Everything about it. The way that both sides were like, 
working together but like op- opposing each other sure. like they didn't realize that they're you know had the same goals yes. basically <laughs> um the way that the like uh the choreograph choreography outside and inside the building interacted eric just straight up lifting a subway car out of the earth yes. and ramming it through a wind- uh, a building um very attractive <laughs> uh the street scene was really fun um at, but i felt like it was like setting up everything they wanted to do visually with the big train fight yeah and so that was really fun to me because i thought like the angles were pretty fun and the like action was really fun but then after i had seen the big final battle or whatever i was like wow they really were like ramping up to that in a really cool way yeah i agree because i think that the the train sequence which we'll probably talk talk about now uh i think was a good it's not as bombastic as i would say any of the other movies um but i do Mm -hmm. love that it's still the simple like it's just a moving train and we're just trying to uh you know stop these these this this force that all has the same powers um, and uh, everyone getting to team up in different ways and do different things um, in their different sectional cards, you know, Cyclops finally getting to do some cool stuff. Um, uh, let's talk about my favorite uh, indie movie that took place in the film. And that is uh, Nightcrawler and the guard. <laughs> Where... That was so sad. <laughs> oh, my heart. Uh, shout out to that guard. That dude acted his ass off. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> and uh, in that scene, the one note I had was uh, the the like military force or yes. the, like their uniforms said MCU. Did I don't know what that stands for, but it did make me giggle. Yeah, they were That's the MCU. Hilarious. We're taking you to our um, place now. <laughs> there, yeah. So that was really fun. Um, that whole sequence with the guard being like, "My kid was a huge fan," and Nightcrawler be like, "We're like, we're you could still help or whatever." Yeah. The guard force getting absolutely shrecked, and that dude just booking it to the control panel, and then like a heart wrenching. Yeah. Like usually, like the big like side character deaths or whatever. But, like, Nightcrawler's, like, emotion was yes. just, like, so visceral. It yeah. was so well done. As a character that we know to be semi-docile, obviously we've seen him be terrifying, especially at the beginning of X-Men Yeah, his, X2. like, introduction was a fight yes. in a very brutal one at that. A very brutal one, like, literally, like, about to kill the president. And then this one, then since then we've had just, like, this very calm and, like, you know, like, he was in a fight in the last one and didn't want to fight, you know. Mm-hmm. But then to yeah. just see him go all out Nightcrawler, I was just like, oh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. They didn't yeah. give him the sword, but that's fine. They gave him something just similar enough, um, specifically when he uses his tail. And I was just like, this mm-hmm. is, wow. Uh, it made me want, I was like, damn, I wish I got more Nightcrawler movies. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, Uh then the the big fight. Is there any other touchstones here that you like specifically? Uh, I just really loved uh, Michael Fassbender's physicality. Yes, with his fighting, it's so 
graceful and fluid and the moment in particular where it's the car that's full of the aliens or whatever yeah. and he just does that crush and the, the wrist flick yes it's so good i lost my mind it's just like because like this is a character who have we seen develop his powers in like very traumatic circumstances yes and then we've seen him use his powers in very different ways in every film right like we get to see a different like power style for magneto it yeah. feels fresh every time yes. we see him and this is, one is just so like in his body and so relaxed mm-hmm. and so you know it's like so fluid it was really beautiful i really fighting in this movie yeah no michael fassbender again the goat the goat out of all of us for sure <laughs> and, the... and um yeah the other in that the big train scene uh the lightning from storm storm, storm yeah, was yeah so crisp it was like crinkly like i could feel it in my teeth that animation <laughs> was really cool yeah, I think everyone gets fun standout moments. Even like the random uh, mutant characters that Magneto brings to have some fun moments as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, very cool. Uh, very, I think it's a very interesting. It was a fun uh, final set piece for sure. All the way up to when yeah. then the train basically uh, derails and explodes for the most part. And then we get, uh, you know, Gene Gray. Gene just waking up. Waking up and going ham and just going to town love to see it yes uh fighting jessica chastain which we haven't really talked a lot about jessica chastain i mean do you have any thoughts specifically on her portrayal as the main bad guy i couldn't tell if it was uh purposefully very flat uh or not sure um it just felt like there was never any emotion behind her eyes the entire way through. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if that was a choice. Like, this was, you know, some of the awkwardness in the moment or whatever was definitely, like, the trying to emulate humankind or whatever. Yeah. But just, like, it's so blank on the face. And I couldn't get past that. Yeah, I think the main issue that I had with it is just I just had no connection a to to this villain to this character mm-hmm. and then it to even warrants it as like is this are they doing a bad or good job because i just thought of them as a nothing thing and not a threat i was mm-hmm. only caring about you know jean gray and the uh sort of battle that she had with um, professor x um which is really the antagonist protagonist in this movie um and they're and just sort we of talk so yeah. yeah so much about these this franchise of films and their Mm -hmm. history of sympathetic villains for us to have this like character the species yes that we see the destruction of their planet yes like very explicitly and for us to still not have anything to latch (laughs) on to to care about with these villains really says something about like how inconsequential they are to the everything of this movie yes that's uh, that's absolutely the nail on the head right there. That's exactly the thought and feelings that I have for the bad guys in this film. Yep, that sums it up. Mm-hmm. All right, but overall, All right, uh, yeah. Do you have anything I else? 
we got to talk about the ending. Yeah, let's talk about the ending. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, okay. Uh, I did not buy that she was dead for no, a second. Not even. I was like, there's absolutely no way she said. And then we get later, we get like the phoenix in the sky or whatever in the like voiceover or whatever. Yes. But I was just like, you really like I didn't believe that the characters believed she didn't make it. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, specifically, uh, just the way that you know she just sort of like that's her final goodbye. The one thing I noticed was, uh, did you actually catch this? Uh, the opening uh, dialogue of the movie is not for for SRX. It's actually Jean Grey, which I thought was fascinating. Um, so to me, and then she's narrating her story, I guess later uh, as well. Um, in a lot of ways, yeah, I never never believed that this this character was dead. So when they show that the Phoenix is still out there. My only main issue with it is that it's just not going to be resolved in any way, and we're not going to see how that resolves. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have to connect the dots that at, at some point she is in the same timeline as I assume when Wolverine goes back in time. That like that one, that timeline because <laughs> yeah. X two doesn't X two. What was it? X two and X three don't longer exist in that timeline or whatever the fuck. Um, so something happens, but um, but yeah, uh, I just ultimately. That's my the biggest problem that I have is like, yeah, that storyline is just never mm-hmm. going to be resolved. And I'm just going to have to live with that. Um, unless they somehow, Kevin Feige loves to fix things. If he could <laughs> fix the X-Men in that way, then I would actually be interested. But um, I'm curious of how we'll actually handle that um, since we are getting technically some of these characters back for um, an MCU picture. But uh, ultimately, uh, the true ending to me is just... And it's the ending of the series. The date? It's the date. It's 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 Charles Xavier. I'm so feral for these two. <laughs> I just oh, my favorite boyfriends, and they get to just be happy. Yeah. And going on a date and playing chess. That's right. In France, I I love that for them. Yeah, I love they're both retired. <laughs> they're just doing their own thing. <laughs> like. Uh, man no to me that was that was actually like the good ending uh, where i was just like even even when i saw the first yeah. time, i was just like hey man, if you're gonna end the series you're gonna end the series with these two guys so i i'm i'm totally yeah. totally happy with that um but yeah no i i love these characters i love them uh since i was a kid uh, i love them all the way up till now and with a new fresher appreciation for them and different contexts for them as well um that yeah uh this has a real nice ending um so I definitely appreciate it for sure. Yeah. And I think this, uh, I mean, it hasn't been that long. So like if like we say it holds up or not, yeah. that I feel like that's inconsequential. But if you haven't seen this for some godforsaken reason, I think it's definitely a must watch. Mm-hmm. Like even I, I've been so... I've not been very much like a huge fan yeah. of the X-Men movies as we've been going through. Like I haven't like hated any of them, but it's rare for me to be like, wow, like that was one of the best uh, movies we've watched for the show. Right. Um, but yeah. even with that perspective, like not having this childhood love for these characters, yeah. not being, like so invested but just like knowing their story and having seen 
all of the previous movies, I think this is like definitely a must watch at least once because it is it's all your faves. Yeah. It's you know they have really interesting characters and characters, and you need one more one more package of Cherik, this is what you need um you know I'll, I'll follow up saying that like this is everyone i think pretty much shits on the movie and it's just because everyone just doesn't think about it and that's the last taste that they got of these characters and i don't think it deserves <laughs> that honestly uh, i i think that at the grand scheme of things there are worse movies out there we reviewed them on the show Punisher. Yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> and this Far for Seas is something absolutely watchable. I think, what, was there another one that I hated? I think Apocalypse. I didn't hate Apocalypse. I just just sort of. You had strong feelings yeah. about like, liking Apocalypse. I just, it's not my favorite. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I honestly like this one more, shockingly enough. And I think it's just because yeah, of, yeah. it just was just a more grounded movie. And it wasn't like the world's ending and everything's like exploding and yeah, I, I that, think that I'd like more. You just you like, like perfectly like, nails on the head what, what I loved about this movie, what made me think about it. Yeah. It, it is so grounded in their characters and so grounded in like in the narrative they're telling, yeah. not in this like catastrophic event. And then there's the story that I love the most. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, it's. Really yeah, I think it's worth it for sure. I think it's definitely worth it. And as as we now come to the close of all these characters, um, we'll 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 eulogize the series when we finish the actual last one when we get to uh, mm -hmm. New Mutants. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we'll 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 save that for for that episode. I will say, um, I was devastated by the line where Raven and Hank oh, are yeah. talking and Raven's like, we're the last of the first class. Yeah. And that was like a dagger in the heart when that happened. And then after <laughs> Raven, when I was like, Hank is the last of the first class. That's right. Emotional devastation. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm. Oh. Go see Dark Phoenix. Give it a chance. That's what I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I think that. Let's get into some drama. Yeah, let's get into some drama. We actually spent a lot of time. Uh, I actually did not expect <laughs> that, to be honest with you, but I'm kind of happy with the conversation that we had. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to our next class, which of course is the drama class. Uh, you've gone ahead and picked some of the scenes out of this movie that you'd like for us to do. And uh, I'll let you choose the roles. What would you like to do? I mean, if you're letting me choose, I'm just going to be Eric. Of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> we can do, okay, sounds good. You can do Eric both times. <laughs> okay. All right. This is Volk, apparently. This is their person's name. I have no desire to fight you. I get that a lot. You wanted her dead. I had a change of heart. <laughs> and then just riddles them with bullets. Um, fantastic. Oh, I love that. All right. Okay. Everybody's favorite boyfriends. That's right. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> Hello, old friend. Save the old friend shit, Charles, and stay out of my way. I'm sorry for what she did, but I can't let you go in there. You're always sorry, Charles. And there's always a speech, but nobody cares anymore. We do this here now. 
you'll see us as monsters. Violent freaks fighting on the streets of New York. What did I tell you? Damn it, man. Your homeland will be gone. Everything you care about. Save it. Oh, you want to do Scott, yeah, sure. too? I forgot he was here. If you touch her, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> we love the utilizing the one fuck word. Oh, the Scott got it. <laughs> I love that Scott got it. <laughs> Don't do this, Eric. Killing Jean will not bring Raven back. The girl dies. Fong, like flies away and does some cool shit. Oh lord, so good, so good. good. Um, And then, of course, I mean, their final talk as well is also really nice. Just one more game for old time's sake. Uh, So good. Oh man, so good. So that concludes, of course, uh, drama class. Going into music room, usually there's music for soundtracks and blah 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 blah. There, there wasn't really. I didn't hear. I anything. didn't notice any. No, no, which sucks because the last two movies had like at least the slowdown moments, and then we didn't get anything really for this. So I think that was a really a big pitfall for this movie to not really even have an, yeah, a, a score that was interesting. The only like quicksilver scene we got was the space one yeah and they did some like cool sound design with the spaceship but we didn't get really any any standout music no but no which kind of kind of sucks but yeah it is what it is i guess i mean i always say like the hallmark of like a quality score is when you don't notice like you only notice if it if, if it's bad or like overpowering yes um and so i think like the score complemented the movie nicely but like it wasn't anything exceptional yeah so nope that is fair and then now we're gonna move into my favorite part of the show which of course is quiz time where i get to ask you some questions and uh you get points uh if you're right or not um, now I wrote these questions for <laughs> a couple days ago. I believe I know the answer. Yeah, I do have the answers right here. Okay, cool. Cool. So great. Good. Uh, the first question is, of course, is Stanley in this movie? Mm, I don't think so. He is not in this movie. So I didn't don't... see any tributes. There is. It was. There is a tribute. What's that? But, it, tribute? but it's a blink and you miss it. Uh, there, okay. there is a mailbox, uh, or stand thing that says Excelsior Times. Um, oh, and that's the only little like, like a newspaper, like, newspaper box, box. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said Excelsior Times on there, and I thought that was cute. So to me, that is that is cute. That is the one little nod that I did see towards Stan. So uh, who has appeared in a, okay. quite a few X Men movies. So shout out to mm-hmm. him. Of course, he had passed away at around this time because this is this is actually Endgame time. That's mm-hmm. wild to say. <laughs> so fucking <laughs> wild to say out loud. <laughs> Um, that this is end game time. Um, but yeah, uh, the next question, of course, I'm going to ask you are how many X Men movies are there, including New Mutants? So you got one. Add- All right, are we? We're just counting ones that have the word X Men in the title, correct? No, including the spinoffs. Oh God! Uh, you can count okay. them out. You can count them out if you want. Because uh, we have X, 1, 2, and 3. Sure, I'll give you that. That's 3. We have um, uh, Lord and Savior Origins Wolverine. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have First Class. Uh, Days of Future Past. Okay. Is that the next one? Sure. Um, what, what are we on? 6? I'm on 7. Uh, 
seven. Yeah, first three. Uh, Wolverine, three. first class. Wolverine. Days of Future Past. Fast. Days of Future Past. Okay. Um. Then, uh, Apocalypse. Days of yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Then this one. Yeah. Okay. And then New Mutants is after. Uh huh. What are we missing? Okay. The spinoffs. Um. Uh. uh uh, there's like Wolverine something something. Uh-huh. The Wolverine. Logan. Okay, now we're at 11. Uh-huh. Two more. Oh god. Who else is who else is an X-Man? Uh who's our favorite comedian? Oh. <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> and Deadpool 2. That's right. There are 13 13 13- we will <laughs> get to watch 13 <laughs> movies uh, in one franchise, um, which would be the longest franchise, of course, that we've covered on this series. So mm-hmm. wild. And lastly, these are all questions, by the way, because I didn't really have anything specific about the making of this movie. This is all yeah. shit that I'm like, hey, you know, maybe just take a guess on this one. Uh, how many? How much money has the X-Men franchise made of all time? So this is including all 13 of those mm-hmm. movies. A one billion, B three billion, and C six billion. Are we we like just counting like not include all thirteen? Like how much? It, okay, yeah, all thirteen, the whole franchise. Okay. Here's the thing. I feel like That's a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. And not all of them did great. That is true. But they all did something. Yes. And so, they do 13 like, they, they did, that's 13 movies. Um, I, I, I feel like I am leaning towards three, but I would absolutely not be surprised if it was six. It is, in fact, six billion. They have, have accumulated it, over yeah. six billion <laughs> Uh, which makes them very close to how much I think Disney actually paid for Marvel. I think, hold on, let me actually look. Disney. What's something around there, wasn't it? Buys Marvel price. Four point, yeah, four billion. So this is actually a get for them to actually take over also uh, Fox because they basically make their money back on just X-Men films alone if they really wanted to. So... Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, they bought them for $4 billion and made, I, I can't even, how many movies are at the billion mark already? There's like four or five movies Jeez. that are like at the billion mark, right? So many. And there's 37 movies, <laughs> 37 projects. So yeah, <laughs> not including, yeah, that's wild. But yeah, that's a lot of shit. All right. Well, mm-hmm. that basically wraps up the show. We're going to go ahead to our homeroom and give our final thoughts of the movie. If you want to leave a final uh, parting message about the Dark Phoenix, go ahead. Oh, man. I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over again. But this is a quality contained story with characters you already know and love telling a really grounded narrative in a really interesting way. And if you hand wave the questionable narrative <laughs> and, uh, um, sorry, not questionable, questionable timeline 
and suspend some disbelief on like how space works like this is just like a really solid enjoyable time and I think if you saw it and hated it or didn't see it because everybody hated on it absolutely you to yourself to go back and rewatch or watch this for the first time because it's it's just really solid um and also it has Trek <laughs> it does have Trek it's like that's incredible. Uh, for my final thought of this movie, uh, I, it's another one of those movies that I feel like gets too much hate just because it's a part of a long-standing series that sort of wind wind down in a way that wasn't satisfied to most people, and pretty much because we all wanted at this point, Spider-Man has already mm-hmm. crossed over with Marvel, so this is the point where yeah. we're, we're basically hungry for the idea that the X-Men would join um, Marvel. So this is why a lot of people just throw this movie to the, to, to the side. And I don't think that it deserves that rap. I do think it is something that at least should be watched. It doesn't have to be cherished. I'm okay with that. But at the very least, I think it needs to be respected. Um, that this is... I will cherish it enough for everybody. <laughs> and uh, for the for the character arcs alone of the of, of all these you know characters that we've this is a two decade uh, franchise if you think of it uh, in a lot of ways. Um, there there is a lot of love and hope in here, um, and I think that you would have a good time if you gave it a shot. So that's my final uh, parting words of uh, this movie. But of course. The show is not over just yet. We still have quite a few episodes to go. Um, very excited, but we are getting to the end. Um, and this is not me, you know, vamping at all to find this list of movies. <laughs> uh, I have it pulled up already. We have one, two, three, four more episodes left. Four in more season episodes. Two. That's right. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we are not leaving the X Men universe just yet. We'll be back. Uh, for the new mutants it is on disney plus so if you are going to join with us please go ahead and watch it there um but yeah we're going to be our final uh, farewell to the x-men universe will be actually uh, the next time when you watch the show so uh please by all means join us for that um and as always sly where can people find you on the net you can find me uh hosting three weekly live shows and one fortnightly podcast this of course is that podcast uh but you can find me on thirsty thursday the point in progress podcast and we'll throw the after party at after party sho very cool of course you can find me at uh the point in progress podcast in which we do all the things that we like to talk about and love over there and uh a lot of our tiktok content please check that out uh, we're trying to build that up as well um, but the last place you can find me, of course, is at Twitter at that Mario Vera for as long as Twitter's still around. Who knows? Every day it's changing. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. But of course, uh, that's the end of uh, today's classes. So class dismissed. Goodbye, <laughs> Cherik. I see. Uh, here's the thing that I wanted to say on the episode yeah. and then couldn't figure out how to phrase it. So I was saving it until the end. Uh, you mentioned that this was uh, end game times. Yeah. How much do you think the like uh, need for like a one upping big spectacle uh, really soured people on this? Because it was so grounded. I don't know, honestly. I think that they were trying to definitely uh, reach their own niche for sure. But at the same time, mm-hmm. yeah, I can understand how like 
Endgame definitely took a wind out of a lot of people's sails because that was you're returning back from Infinity War. Uh, it was an epic. Yeah, it yeah. was literally an epic. So I can understand how like this just pales in comparison. Um, in a lot of ways, yeah, I, I I can understand where there was a whole lot of just not not near the same caliber. But at the same time, it's like sucks that we kind of. And I think honestly, honestly, if I remember correctly. They were already talking about the fact that Fox was being bought by Disney at this time when Dark Phoenix was kind of coming out. So that was Ooh, also that's rough. so that's also like, hey, we are like, we don't care, sell. <laughs> so um, that that I do find to be uh, definitely a determining factor for sure, for sure. But yeah, well, don't worry because I never stopped recording, and now that's in the episode. <laughs> cool, great. Class is dismissed. What they don't understand they fear and what they fear we seek to destroy this is your fault charles i tried to protect her i'm scared when i lose control bad things happen to people i love the girl dies she's still Jean. we can still help her sometimes you want to believe people are something that they are not. By the time you realize who they are. Jeez! It's too late. She's coming. <laughs>